Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. RJ and Bob, we got Peyton and Rai Rai in the back. We're live on the FanCam, Twitch, and YouTube. Thank you for turning it on, leaving it on your home of the NFC East champs and the World Series champs, whose radio deal got extended with us through 2027. Yes. Good job. Odyssey. Odyssey. You I was I was just gonna say really quickly like that that is that is a cool thing to be able to be here because that was obviously we grew uh, grown up in the homeschool family as Choppy likes to to point out regularly we weren't allowed to have cable TV in the house Sean so that's the the earliest memories I have of baseball are just ear pressed to the radio listening to KRLD listening to Nadell call Juan Gonzalez home runs or whatever else so it's very cool that that's locked in again and now look you got to listen to Jared. <laughs> the, yeah, man, man. the line is seven and a half points right now for Cowboys Packers. What are some of the playoff myths that are out there? All right. So like each team has this uh, sort of uh, reputation that they've developed over the course of the year. It could stick or it could be a myth. And Bill Barnwell, I'm sorry, Dan Graziano put this together on the playoff myths for each team. The Cowboys... What is their reputation this year? What do we think it is? They only beat up on scrubs. Yeah. They are bullies. Yes, that's it. Uh, They played seven games this year against the Giants, Jets, Pats, Panthers, and Washington. Even Giants and Washington, they played them twice. They won those games by an average of 30 points. They struggled more against the better teams. And now people are taken away from the Eagles win with what Philadelphia is doing. There you go. Which leads to a perception that Dak and the Cowboys are good at beating up on bad teams, but... Something short of elite when they face the Niners and Bills and Lions and, and Philadelphia at the time. And this is a myth? They're saying that it is a myth. Hmm. How yes. so? That well, sounds very factual, actually. That just sounds like exactly what the team okay. did this year. Well, here's why he says it is a myth. Sure, Dak has better numbers against bad teams, but but everybody does. All the quarterbacks do. Mm-hmm. His QBR against teams with losing records is just under 81 and against teams with winning records, it's just over 63. That's a big difference, but 63 would still be seventh in the NFL. That's still very, very good. Uh, he threw 19 of his TD passes in nine games against sub-500 teams and 17 in eight games against winning teams. Everyone inflates their numbers when they play bad teams, and they should but his numbers against teams that have winning records, 66% completion percentage, 17 TDs, six picks, are still excellent. There is no denigrating the season he is having. Sure, him. Yeah. But the team. But the team. That is not a myth. That is a reality that they have to disprove. Well, here's it the- is. Uh, real quick, sorry. I, I do think the one thing is is that um, major, the four big games they lost to winning teams were on the road. And Dak definitely played much poorer in some of those games. They don't play well on the road. Well, sure. here's the question. Where's Green Bay on the bully scale? That's the question. We know they're not scary. Right. Are they respectable? Are they closer to... What are they closer to? Scary or terrible? 
What was they're closer to terrible? Yeah, what were the Buccaneers last year? Like, like even though it was like, yeah, you won on the road, but like the Buccaneers were not great, and so people weren't really good. Like, it's the but same I was sort of more discussion. afraid of Tom, and and, and, and mm. that that's what I'm saying is that that was the reputation that you had there, and yet that still was Tom Brady, and it was on the road. This is at home, and there's no Tom Brady, and so I, I mean, you're you're not gonna feel bad about winning a playoff game, regardless of who it's against. But, no, I, I think that that's absolutely a team that, I mean, they snuck in. They're the seventh. They are the very last seed in, in the NFC. You know what the other myths? Grios to Green Bay, sure, real quick. Yeah. Uh, the myth is their offense is too young to make noise in the playoffs. They are the fourth youngest team to make the playoffs since the merger and the youngest since the 1974 Bills. So average about 25 in terms of the playing time. Now, why this is a myth they played six games this season against teams that made the playoffs. Their record in those six was three and three. Uh, they beat the Chiefs, the Lions, and the Rams. And Love posted a QBR of 63. 67% of his passes were completed. 12 TDs, four picks. Averaged 264 yards in those games. Uh, it's an uphill battle against the Cowboys, but don't expect them to be overwhelmed by the atmosphere. The myth for San Francisco, brought no- Purdy's numbers are inflated by their run after catch ability uh yes they do have that uh but he's not considerably more reliant on them than other quarterbacks they're sixth in the league in receiving yards and fourth in yards after catch the chiefs get more percentage of their receiving yards after the catch so would anybody call pat mahomes a system quarterback uh for for the lions it's jared goff is a different player than he was in la they say he's been pretty much the same. He was a little bit underrated in L.A., and we he's pretty much the same guy as he was there. Uh, Baker Mayfield only throws the ball to Mike Evans. That is the myth <laughs> in Tampa. Uh, he has not targeted Evans at a significantly higher rate than Godwin, so that's a myth. Uh, the one for the Eagles, that they have a fearsome pass rush. Uh they don't. <laughs> they finish the regular season right in the middle of the pack in terms of sacks. Sixth-ranked pass rush win rate, way down from their league lead in 2022. And then the Rams is that Cooper Cup is over the hill and not a top receiver. And the lie detector test determined that that was a lie. So were all of those playoff myths ultimately positives? Like, hey, here's a negative thing you think about this team, but here's why it is a myth, except the Eagles. Except the Eagles. Where it's like, you think their pass rush is great. They actually suck. They actually stink. Like, like they're not very it. good at all. Yeah, they're I, all They're all pretty good. I, I asked uh, Sandler, who likes the Packers, um, for a little offensive scouting report. He said their offensive line is good, not elite like past teams, but still a good group. They're weakish at right guard. Pass protection has been better of late. As for Jordan Love, my guy, I'm saying that, not Jared. His numbers, Jared said, really impressive. Has the potential and has flashed that level of ability where they almost have to pay him. Might be hitting his stride because he's been throwing the ball really well lately, but he's been an inconsistent thrower at times. As down on love as I was, even I'd have to admit, probably just the normal inconsistencies of a good quarterback. Good athlete, does a good job using it to create in the air more than just running, but can run. He's exceeded expectations for just about everyone. He'll definitely make some wow throws, and maybe this assessment would be different after the last few weeks. But one of the knocks on him was that he'd make some great throws, but not enough good throws. And 
this guy just has the exact mechanics of like Aaron Rodgers. That's what I noticed from him. It's like he tried to copy Aaron Rodgers like Kobe Bryant copied Michael in terms of the shooting mechanics and form. If you take his last eight games, so we're talking half the season. If you take his last eight games and you were to extrapolate that out to a 17-game schedule, Jordan Love would have 38 touchdowns to two interceptions. That And that's a very Aaron Rodgers-like, wow. prime Aaron Rodgers-looking stat line. He completed 70% of his passes the back half of the season, 18 touchdowns to one interception. He made a lot of big plays for him. He really found a rhythm, which they they desperately needed him to figure this out after they said, you know what, fine, we're going to move on from Aaron Rodgers. They, they were scared to take that leap for a while, and it was looking a little dicey the first probably four or five weeks of the season, but he really, really did play really well in the back half of the year. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon have had major health things this year. Seems like Jones is healthy at the right time. Really good runner. Uh, Dylan sucks. So that's uh, <laughs> that's Jared's initial Not offensive fan, huh? preview of the Green Bay Packers. Rob Domofsky, the Todd Archer of Wisconsin, will join us at 8 o'clock to preview. And everyone's talking about the weather, by the way, in Kansas City. That this is an automatic. Armando, come in here real quick. Chicoline from LaGrande is unfortunately a diehard Chicago Bear fan, so he's familiar with the NFC North. What's going to happen Sunday, Cowboys, Packers? Tell us about Green Bay since none of us care to watch them that much during the regular season. Um, I mean, I hope the Cowboys win. Uh, oh, I do. Wow. I hope the Cowboys win. But, dude, Green Bay, you got to remember, Chicago Chicago Bears defense, very good. Green Bay tore them apart. So, I mean, Iberflus, obviously, with the zone, with the zone defense, didn't do jack. But I think that Green Bay has what they – I think they have what they need to probably make a give a big surprise. I think I think the Cowboys gonna have to play pretty well. Really, yeah. but you're picking. I'm picking the Cowboys. Okay. I hate the Green Bay. But you don't think it's a beatdown? No, I think it's gonna be a great game. And you think I Jordan think Love's great. legit? Uh, I think Jordan Love shocked a lot of people. I know first game that we played against him against uh, when the Bears played him, I was like, all right, I think we're, I think we're gonna we're gonna own this uh, this division for a while. But now nah, after seeing him play, he, he's getting better. What do you want your boys to do with the number one pick? Uh. Man, I, I'm still I'm still on the Fields bandwagon. Ah, uh, there it is. I'm still baby. on the Fields bandwagon. Did you Did you see the news this morning? No, Luke what Getzey happened? got a three year contract. Extension. No, no, he didn't. I'm kidding. I was about to say <laughs> seriously. That Getzey's got to go. Getzey, yeah, Getzey's got to go. Getzey got to go. go. All right, there yep. it is. Cheeky Lee predicted a yeah. close game. Getzey, hell out of here. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, did you? Uh, I, I never. The, people were yelling at you at the Cowboys Stadium about something about that. I heard something on the radio. Yeah, we were getting something about that. You make too much money or something we were like that. We're getting heckled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you guys replay that? Because I didn't get to hear that. Oh, I didn't yeah. get to hear it. If I yeah. had your vacation schedule, I'd, I'd be feeling like that. Get out. Stop talking about me on the radio, dude. Like my daughter's golf coach. She knows everything. He knows everything that's going on in my life because apparently he loves to talk about me on this station. There you go. Get out. Turnabout's fair play. Chica Lean from Legrande, uh, knowing about the NFC North. Sean, RJ, and Roberto here on DFW Sports Station, but. Uh, Zach Wilczek said, lock of the week is Kansas City over Miami. The Dolphins are like 0-10 in these freezing temperature games, and it's supposed to be 15, 20-mile-per-hour winds with a temperature of zero at Arrowhead. Oh, that's chilly. And Miami is hurting yeah, and they are. banged up. Like, their injury report was Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert. I, I don't like Kansas City. I haven't liked Kansas City all year. I still think this could be a really tight, low-scoring game. But I got Miami going out as well. I think, I, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that one. The weather is going to play a major factor, and I mean, I, I am still. I, 
first of all, the world needs to see Mahomes in a road playoff game. Well, the world's not going to see it. It's on Peacock. Yeah, no, no, no. But, like, I mean, for next week. Yeah, I know. For next week, the world's got to see Mahomes in a road playoff game, what it's all about. Man, I th- this game here, like, I as much as Miami feels like they have their, their trouble, obviously, in cold weather, my favorite stat this week was that New England has more victories against winning teams this year than the Dolphins do. The The thing about this one is, though, just, like, Kansas City has felt so off all year. And even though they beat the the Dolphins back in whatever that was, beginning of November, whenever that was, it just does not feel like a year where everything has really been building. You talked about it a couple weeks ago, Chop, just the cracks that are showing with Kelsey and Mahomes and everything. It just, they don't have those steely nerves that they've had the last couple years. No, but, but, you know, rule number one about betting on the NFL, always bet against a rookie quarterback against a quarterback in his first, first start in his first playoff start. They never cover the spread. Uh, it's it's what it's, is the stat again? So if rookie quarterback bet against first NFL yeah. playoff start quarterbacks with previous playoff experience going up against a rookie quarterback making their first playoff start, the veterans covered like sixty five percent of the time. So you're not going to find many odds where you're getting like a sixty five percent trend rate. I mean, it's pretty good. By the way, the NFL wins again. Highest regular season viewership since 2015. It's pretty good. Highest numbers good. since 2015. This season tied with 2010 for the second best regular season on record with the numbers. They average 18 million viewers this season. Increase of 7% compared to last year. Further proof. With watered down, worse football. And yep. Injured quarterbacks everywhere. But haven't, haven't we, like, like hasn't this been a discussion more lately? Because we keep seeing every league is setting their records. It wasn't there talk yeah. that, like, this, these are juiced a little bit because of how they're counting households now. FS1's numbers are, like, shooting up, so something yeah. has to be off. It's, it's how they're counting households a lot. But, I mean, what does 2015 season and then this year have in common? It's pretty simple. Oh, God. 2015 was the final year of Peyton Manning, okay? Big ratings. 2023 is the first year without Tom Brady. Big ratings. The league's better off. America hates Tom Brady. They're better off without him. Okay. (laughs) Manning's the guy. So what will that do to Fox's ratings when he goes in the booth? Plummet. I I don't know. He's going to tank him. Maybe it might tank him. Might tank him. That just should go along with your theory. Uh, So the NFL just ends up winning again as they always do. Thank you for checking in with us in case you're new to the show and the station where you're home of the Cowboys. And we have the Expressway every day starting at 720, commercial-free for 40 minutes. What's coming up in the Expressway? We're going to chop it up with Ralph James. And RJ has changed the power rankings. He was desperate. He was panicking. He was freaking out. We can't get rid of power rankings. We're changing them completely. A brand-new version of NFL Power Rankings. Then we'll chop it up next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the greatest show in sport. The biggest football game in the history of Western civilization. What a ride it's been. Oh! What a surprise on a hump day. Because the regular season is over, we usually do away with NFL power rankings, but RJ said, we're not done yet. No way. We have to be able to revisit Peyton's terrible power rankings. Yeah. We have to. So this is the Expressway, and we are commercial-free for the next 40 minutes. Rob Domofsky, uh, Packers reporter from ESPN. He was excellent last time he was on, covered Mike McCarthy for a while. He will join us at 8. We're going to chop it up after this. All right. Power rankings of the quarterbacks whose legacy needs a Super Bowl run the most. Mm. Needs okay. it. Okay. And, you know, while I was doing this, I originally had it in there, and then as I went down, I kind of lost sight of what the actual criteria was, and I changed it up. Okay. <laughs> All right? Because I'm an idiot. That's what I do. Should I go 1 through 10 or 10 to 1? Oh, you did all of that. I did all. Well, I did basically. Well, let's... uh. Let's let's go around the room. Okay. And let's see who everyone puts one. To me, there's an easy one. And there's only really three guys to me in the whole discussion. I I I, I see where you're going with this. I'm I'm kind of with you. Okay. Am I messing up your topic? No, not at all. All right. There's three guys. Number one who will need it the most is Josh Allen, in my opinion. Yep. Uh this is Allen. I won't even name the other two because I won't ruin in case you guys have different ones. But, you know, another guy to think of in this is Lamar. But Lamar is going to have two MVPs. Hell of a legacy. Uh, Josh Allen to be the second best quarterback in this third, I guess, with Lamar now. But Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. Like, come on, man. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to at least get there. So, for me, with the legacy, with all the hype surrounding him and some of the naysayers, Josh Allen for the legacy is my number one. Bob? Josh Allen, same. Uh, that's the guy who has the most riding on this postseason. I mean, there, there's a lot of pressure on, like you've intimated, there's a lot of pressure on three guys heading into this postseason. I think who could really use it and it would really boost their legacy and, and kind of change their trajectory. But the guy who I think really has to get the Tom Brady monkey off his back the same way Peyton Manning did. It's it's Allen having to get past that with yeah. Mahomes, who's dominated the conference. Hey, Pay. Yeah, Josh as well. I mean, he's, he's just been overlooked, you know, because you have Joe Burrow went on his Super Bowl run. Patrick Mahomes, he's been kind of like that third, you know, AFC quarterback. So, I mean, he, he needs to get over the hump. He has yet to be a number one seed in the AFC playoffs. So, for them to be a number two seed right now, it's now or never. Who was your one? Uh, I'm going back to my original way I did it. and Because I, I changed it up, and I was like, all right, I'm going to put Mahomes one. And the reason for that is because he is in, like, he- there's two ways to go about this. It's well, there's three ways. It's most pressure, most pre- which he has none, 
Right. It's it's who's got the most playoff pressure, whose legacy needs it the most, and whose legacy would be boosted the most. Yeah, like like if Mahomes wins it like this, you're talking about you know hitting another stratosphere. It's a boost, but also like you know he would pass Manning, he would pass Ben, he'd be with Aikman, uh, he'd be uh, one behind Bradshaw. Well, I mean, in he's better than Aikman, he'd be right? Equal no, I'm saying in terms of oh, in terms of titles, yeah. right? Um, you know, so and then like. In order for Patrick Mahomes to be where he wants to be, which is the greatest of all time, in terms of Super Bowls, like, he needs all of them now. Like, he's just got to win a bunch. And so his legacy, but I put Josh Allen, because he's the only quarterback of the rest, of, of, of everybody else other than Mahomes, that I feel has a chance to become an all-time great. Yeah. Even though Lamar is going to win his second MVP, I don't think the longevity of his career is going to allow him to be considered, like, in the you know, yeah. all-time great category. You could be in the Hall of Fame and not be an all-time great. Sure. Right? Eli you know, will be. Eli, Ben. You know, but I think Josh got a chance to be in that. It's outside chance, but he's still got a chance. So that's why I had him there. All right. Go down the rest of your list. All right. Two. And to me, the three in the whole discussion is Alan, Lamar, and Dak. Yep. Yeah. And my, Lamar is my next one. Same. Um, And his biggest question is, can he win? And, like, I think it would do a lot for non-traditional quarterbacks because winning, he would be the first kind of quarterback that runs a lot to win the title. As a primary function of As his game. As a primary yeah. function of his game. There's been guys that have moved but never were a primary function. And also, a second MVP and a Super Bowl, I mean, that you are cemented in the Hall of Fame. I don't disagree. A lot of this, to me, I attach expectation. So, to me, like, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson still have higher expectations, in my mind, than Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak Prescott had a hell of a season, no doubt about it. But I'm like, okay, I expect more from Josh Allen. And because of Lamar's name, Lamar's is a, you know, it's hard for me to say a bigger superstar because Dak is the Cowboys quarterback. But, like, Lamar, talent-wise, hype-wise, like, you know, Lamar Jackson... I still think of with more expectation than Dak Prescott. He's a he's a bigger name in my opinion. I think they're right there next to each other. I would slightly lean. I think it means more to Dak. Like like Lamar's going to win his second MVP. There's going to be so much. There are plenty of players who have massive legacies who are considered well. They just couldn't get it done as championship winners. Like you know, I mean, that's like in other sports, Barkley was that way. You've gotten players who that's been their reputation, and then they're still thought of really in a good light. The Dak. A Dak Super Bowl victory really catapults him in a discussion where you can't talk about him. A lot of people, half the country can't talk about him the way they've talked about him for the last three years. Half the Metroplex. They can, they can, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes more. And, and so that, and I think if you talk about cementing a legacy, there, there would be something to be said about, it'd be really tough to deny being the quarterback at the helm of the end of this Dallas Cowboys drought. And a lot of people would say, wow, he did that. You know, at a team run by by Jerry Jones, where a lot of people think that's a, an almost impossible situation to win in. Right. And so I think it boosts Dak a little bit more than Lamar. All right. Uh, next one, I have Dak. All right. And and I think this is kind of where the list stops of guys that could be legacy guys. I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know if there's any on here other than that. But what if Stafford gets a second? Well, that's that's you forget. I just forgotten until I wrote down my list. I'm like, oh crap, Matt Stafford has one. Yeah, and, and you know, I put him a little bit further down because I think there's a lot of people that think he's already probably in. Orlovsky. Orlovsky does. I know Orlovsky does, but I, th- I think there's a 
or just kind of that groundswell of people that think he may already be in. Now, this would cemented another one. I don't know that he quote unquote needs a title, but you know, Dak has hit like cruise control now, man. Like he's just gonna wind. He's gonna wake up, roll out of bed, win ten to twelve games every year, and he's hit that groove of his career. Uh, I was thinking last night, like who do I compare him to? I can't compare him to anybody, but like there was that like. You know, late 90s to like 05 Steve McNair run where he was just like always winning the division and they were fighting it out with Baltimore. Yeah. And he, and I think Dak's better than him, but like that was like it was cruise control for Steve. Um, bruising guy, big arm, or you know, Steve had a bigger arm. And never like in the elite top three, three. conversation. But you could always put them in he the top an MVP. 10. He was never thought Steve of as did, top yeah. three best quarterback in the league, I don't believe. No, but I mean, I, I, I think honestly, the, the conversation has probably had Dak has more consistently been considered in the upper echelon of quarterbacks than McNair was probably. Right. Even with McNair winning an MVP. God, I forgot he won one. Yeah, he, he split, split it though, it. didn't he? I, I don't know. I don't know about it. that statement. I don't. I don't. Which state? Which part? The one you just made. Which part? I said <laughs> like three I, things. I react to things that you say. I know. I said Not like three minutes. things. So which one? Uh, the one about uh, Dak being as highly regarded as McNair was for a longer time. Is that is Dak like like where would you put Dak in the quarterback conversation? Well I'm changed this year changed but in general uh, over the last over the last five years. Like, would, uh, where would he 10. be yeah, he would be number ten or he'd be top he'd, he'd 10? He'd be nine or ten. Top okay. ten. He'd see, be top ten. See and I think when you talk about like consistently he's been somewhere between probably I think back end of ten is a straight. I think he's been somewhere between five and eight. Okay. And this well, isn't and this isn't a golden era of quarterbacks. Well, where, every evaluator in every offseason list would disagree with you. Well, I'm I not, mean, the, I'm, the reality just, is that the reality is that over four years he was the number one offense in the NFL. Okay. And he, he was at the helm of it. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you what every single GM and you sat here for the lists. Uh, the unemployed ones we talked to, like he, Mike Lombardi. No, all the people on their anonymous <laughs> list, nine and ten. That's where everyone, everybody had him. And this year he took a tremendous leap. I, I don't think I think Dak is considerably better than McNair ever was. Okay. Well, that's fine. You can have your opinion. Uh, I just think this year gave a big jump for Dak, whereas McNair, I have to go back and look at the years and the quarterbacks. I'd like to go look at the quarterback numbers from mm-hmm. Steve's prime. Because uh, his prime was... To remember he, how he was thought of. Yeah, because they went to the Super Bowl in 99, and that was like... 95 to 05, basically. Yeah, and then 99, you know, like, you, had, you know, Elway had just retired. You know, Peyton was in his second year. Brady hadn't even gotten the league yet. I mean, he'd just gotten there. Yeah. He wasn't starting. Like, there was... He won the MVP in 03. I'm going to have to go look, look at the quarterbacks uh, to kind of compare them. I love how we broke out into a Steve McNair <laughs> right? discussion. Rest in peace. <laughs> I, I got a surprise for you, number four. And the category that you made and changed and went back to is yes, what? quarterbacks whose legacy needs a Super Bowl run the most. Okay, Joe Flacco. Wow. Uh, like it or not, I said this to Bobby when you were out and he lost his mind. But like it or not, if he wins a second title and he would join Brady and Manning as the only two to win a title with different teams. Oh my! But like it or not, what are you about to say? He is getting discussed in that room. No, he is not. He is Jim Plunkett. Uh, For the Hall of Fame? I'm not saying he should be in, but he will be discussed. Woo! Because Woo! every quarterback that's won two titles is going to be discussed in that room. Now, that is an interesting topic. He, he is going to get discussed. I don't think he should get in, and I don't think he will. Right. But they will have a discussion about it. Mm. Um, 
they've made it as such that anyone that's a quarterback that has two rings does. Jim Plunkett, I mean, he's been discussed for years. Or Not really. Was. Plunkett was Plunkett is the perfect example of why Flacco won't be discussed. I mean, Eli's going to get talked about. Eli had basically made the playoffs basically twice. But he had volume numbers. Like, like he had sure. volume numbers that Flacco never had. I, I agree. I, again, I'm not saying he should be in. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you've got to prepare yourself for the outside chance that he is. You should text Shereen Williams and ask her. Be like, is this a crazy opinion? By the way, I'm looking at the um, touchdown numbers for 03. Ugh, there's some quarterbacks. Listen to this league of QBs. In order, Favre, Peyton, Hasselback, Brad Johnson, Kitna, Culpepper, Aaron Brooks oh my God. with 24 touchdowns. Trent Green, Steve McNair, Tom Brady through 23, Mark Bulger, Jake DeLome, Jeff Garcia, Tommy Maddox, Quincy Carter. That was the – then Joey Harrington. That was the NFL at quarterbacking. I think that sides towards me winning the argument, but more on that what? later. What? No, it doesn't. Yeah, it's just because not. with that amount of crap, <laughs> crap. Steve McNair would be vaulted higher with that in terms amount, of the upper echelon with discussion. With that amount of crap, we don't think of McNair as being like – Awesome, and he didn't even stand out in that group of players is what I'm saying. So that would mean that I'm right. No. <laughs> uh, next one on the uh, quarterbacks who most need a title for a legacy. R- real quick, Chop, yes, I sir. just checked this out. The <clears throat> Flacco Hall of Fame monitor on Pro Football Reference. Oh, it's got to be very low. 51.8, and they say the average Hall of Fame quarterback is 103.5. Yeah. Now, I wonder what a second title would do to it, boost it probably, that. It probably boost. I'm, I'm well, going to look Obviously, up it would boost it, but I agree with Bobby. It's not going to happen, but. Interesting. It's no chance of. I, yeah, it shouldn't happen. It definitely, I, whether it does or not, it should not. It should not happen. But what, again, well, the interesting thing, Eli. To, the really interesting thing to compare. It might not be interesting. It may be a blowout. Eli's numbers versus Flacco. Career. Mm. Is there any way that Joe is closer to Eli's numbers than we think? Than we think. Uh, the, I mean, the passer rating's close because Eli's is eighty four point one, and God. Flacco's is eighty four point two. Ooh, wait. If I could take this to Holy my giant cow. meatball friends <laughs> and cow. say that Eli is Joe Flacco, oh, that that would be second to a Cowboys Super Bowl for me. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're going to use the precedent. Because half those voters don't even know who Jim Plunkett is, I'm sure. Uh, next one, guys, Jared Goff. Do you have any other numbers to compare, like touchdown passes? Uh, yeah, he is. Let's see here. He had he has 245 touchdown who? passes. Who? Flacco in 188 games. In 236 games, uh, Eli had 366. So Eli was a a much more high volume passer, but he also had 244 interceptions. Flacco has 155. Okay. Okay. Uh, I got Goff next. Um, you know, he's kind of shown he's not a product of McVay. Uh, he's as good or better. And then making a Super Bowl after losing your first, he'd be the first since Jim Kelly to go back. Hmm. So. Okay. Kelly lost his first Super Bowl in, what, 1990, and then he went back. Elway lost his first in the 80s and went back before Kelly went, so that's why Kelly gets that kind of mantra of the first one to go back. And you join Craig Morton, Tom Brady, Kurt Warner, Peyton Manning as the only ones to go with multiple teams as a quarterback. And then I put Stafford, and then I put Tua. You know, Tua winning on the road at, if, let's say he goes to the Super Bowl, he would win on the road at KC, on the road at Baltimore, and then on the road at Buffalo. And then he would beat San Fran or the Cowboys. That would be as good of a playoff gauntlet as anyone's gone through, right? Pretty good. That would be that would be a nightmare playoff gauntlet to go through. Um, 
and then Purdy. But the notion of him being a system quarterback needs to, would die with a title run, and it needs to. And then 10 was everybody else. Okay. Staff, I mean, Stafford to me is the four because he is uh, – I think he gets – he does get in with two Super Bowl victories. And if he were to retire today, and let's say he gets in the Hall of Fame, Matthew Stafford would have the worst winning percentage of any quarterback in the Hall of Fame. He is still below 500. He's eight, nine games below 500 for his career. When he left Detroit, his record against teams with a winning record was like eight and 56. <laughs> I mean, it would. And, and so the fact that we he would basically be a slam dunk, I think there's a lot riding on and that. And isn't his wife going crazy on she someone is. again? So Kelly Stafford, there was a, a Lions fan site um, that it was called like Detroit Line, not Lion, Detroit Line. Uh, that said, man, we love Matthew Stafford. Blogging, the, blogging the cats. Blogging the cats. That's what it is, basically. Uh, but uh, basically saying we love Stafford, but you need to they need to ban Matt Stafford jerseys from Ford Field this weekend. Ban. This is not the time. Quote announcement: Please don't wear a Lion Stafford jersey to the game. This is on Instagram. They posted this. This is not a time to be cute or funny. It's about <laughs> business. And putting the final nail in the SOL coffin. Business. It ain't personal, just business. And she responded with, well, on social media, uh, with, well, this is sad because it's the complete opposite of how we feel about the city. But Matthew's always been the bigger person and will continue to do that, praying for an incredible game with zero Injury. Yeah, he's been the main one on the stage when he shoved me off of it. I was going to say, always been the bigger person except when a photographer falls over that he turns around and walks away. You were rolling your eyes, though. No, just that statement of like, this is not the time to get cute. This is bit Shut up. You're talking about from the blog. Yeah, yeah, from the blog. Shut up. Stop, you self-important losers. Very soft. Dan Campbell, MCDC would not approve of this. MCDC. Motor City Dan Campbell. He would not approve. Of, of them saying uh, ban the jerseys. No, no, no. He wouldn't approve of that. He would not approve. No, because that, that, wearing, a, wearing a jersey doesn't mean that you're supporting Matt. All that matters is what team color it is. Right. It's going to be a Lions yeah. jersey. And maybe they didn't go out and purchase Amon Ross St. Brown jerseys. Right, because like, Matt is. It's Detroit. They couldn't afford it. Right. Matt's, but Matt's <laughs> also like, you know, I do believe like, you know, you can get away with, you can't wear a, a, um, uh, a Vinny Testaverde Cowboys jersey. Okay, but you can wear a Tony Romo one. Like, the, if you're a legacy guy, you know, whether they go and play for somebody else, you can wear a Tom Brady New England Patriots jersey. There were plenty of Zeke jerseys in the stands back in October like, like, or September, whatever it yeah. was, and they were all cheering for the Cowboys, but they were wearing Zeke jerseys. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hump Day edition of the Expressway. The hour of Ralph James continues as we chop it up. All right, here we go, fellas. Let's have a little fun today. Let's play a little game of what does this phrase mean? I thought you were going to say, what that mouth do? What's that mouth do? <laughs> this is from a school teacher. All right, Peyton, you're Mr. Hip and Cool. And oh, yeah. We're the old, uh, we're, we're the, the old. Boomers. 
What? The boomers. The boomers. So this is just for you. This is a teacher who posted these words, sayings that are prohibited in her classroom. She's an English teacher. If you are caught using these words, you will write a short essay explaining why you chose to use these words in an academic setting to express yourselves. There are many ways to articulate what you need to say without using slang. Please know that using slang in an academic setting can diminish your capability to become a successful writer, yada, 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 yada. This is an educational institution. You will carry yourself as scholars. Yada, 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 yada slang class. chop. She gave a list of 32 words, Sean, Bobby, Peyton. I'm going to read some of these to you. I'll read them all, but I'm going to ask you a few questions. If you can tell me what some of these mean. I'm going to be real. I'm going to feel really old here. Number one is bra. Bra. I think we know that one. I think one. we know that one. That's a that's a dumb one to say you can't use. Bruh. Can't use bra. Can't use bra. Okay. All right. Number two, standing on business. I like that. Good saying. What does it mean? Standing on business like I'm getting it done. There you go. You know? That's like, right. I'm, I heard an athlete say it the other day, so that's how I got educated. Yeah, about absolutely. It. Why would that get you in trouble in class? Did, did you? Is it spelled? Like, hey, you did a great job on this essay. You got a 98. Yeah, teach. I stand on business. I stand on business. Is it spelled? Business. What you're reading, is it spelled business with a D? No, Has it's spelled business. Okay. Well, then I don't understand why you can't put that in. Uh, this, yeah. The, Where's this? What, what state is this? Uh, I saw this on social media. I did. It's it's from a, a Instagram yeah. account. I didn't see where okay. uh, this, this took place. The in. great state of confusion. State of confusion. Uh, number three is uh, Uwe. Chris Arnold. Chris Arnold. <laughs> Bannon Chris Arnold. Number four is Ski. All right, that one I don't know what hey, it is. Oh, man. What is hey, Ski? Hey, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I, I know, ski-yee. like, skeet, but ski-yee. like. Ski-yee. <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> Let's make sure none of these are code for something we're not allowed well, to say. It by says the way. when you're trying to see what's up. Okay. That's, that's what Urban Dictionary told me. He tries. Uh, ski. <laughs> how many of these can we drop with Rob Domofsky coming up at 8 o'clock? <laughs> All right, how about this? You ate that. Ate that up. Ate that up. Ate that up. Ate that up. You crushed it. You ate that. Yeah. Very good. Pulled it off. No crumbs. Boy, you ate that. Look. Uh-huh. You ate that. No crumbs. Yeah, that's right. I've used, used some of the... Uh, uh, that's cat. We all know what that means. I hate that. Uh, bet. 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 I know that. The show. Affirmative. Uh, let's see. Next one. Uh, on my God, Miss T. Is that like I swear? Oh, my God. I promise. On God's the next one. Yeah, it's like a promise. On God uh, is like, you know, like I swear. Whatever. By the way, how many people do you know in life that when they say, I swear to God, I swear on my dead grandmother. My, my, my dead, dead grandmother. grandmother. That they lie. Oh, oh yeah. Time. That used to be me and my brother's checkpoint. Like, I knew he was not lying. And I was not lying. I took it serious. And then now re- it feels like a definite you're lying if you're saying that. Right. It's like it's oh, a cover up. Th- this is my this is uh this yeah. is how you can assure. Yeah. By the way, I can't stand on God specifically, uh the the teenagers Jacob's age, that they don't even say on God, they just go O N G. That's that's what they will write out. O N G. O N G. On God. Yeah, I don't like O N G because it, it, I, I just feel like you missed you uh you 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 fat fingered O M G. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got you got to do a different one there, and they all do it all lowercase now because they've canceled up for capital letters, whatever. All right, uh, next one on my mama, kind of the same thing, you know. I, I swear, uh, Riz, we all know that one, the Rizzler. Is that spitting game? Yeah, Riz God. Okay, absolutely. Uh, in the Jesse cut. Holly just sent me ski ye. 
It's a sexy red song. Yeah, we're, the, the fan text is blowing up telling us that. Sorry. I, I don't know the song, guys. Know Thank song. you, Jess. Happy birthday. In the cut. In the weeds? It's a Meg Ryan movie. Is, what, is it a Meg Ryan movie? What does it yeah, mean? Yeah, she's naked like the whole movie. Yeah, it's like kind of like, you know, you're... In the cut? You're hard, you know, kind of, you're at, at, the, at the time, you're hard to find. You're kind of off the main drag. You're secluded. Okay. And, but... I mean, it's also, I think in the cut, like, isn't that like an old railroad thing? You were like that when they were building the railroads in that little area where they were digging out, it was called in the cut. I don't, I don't know. know. I watched Hell on Wheels. And that's what I got. I, I mean, you, you got to be aware of the railroads in Roanoke with all the trains coming. Dude, off of them. yes, we do. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Just vibe. Right? Okay. Yeah. Go with the flow. Relax. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't say some of the other ones. Uh, Munion, Big Dog, Big Dog, we all know. Uh, Big Motion, What's Up, Twin? <laughs> Were people putting these in their in their yeah. like essays? Right. Yeah. How many more of these? Uh, the, 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 I've, I've basically gone. All right, all. good. That, that really That's matters. a lot. That's good. That's a lot. He's tired of it. On God. On God. On God. How often should you change your underwear? Every day. I, I agree. It's every day. Uh, but studies, according to Dermatologists say in situations with minimal activity and no sweating, right? Yeah. So they say every other day is more acceptable and more appropriate as opposed to every day where you're using all this water. Yeah. Uh, especially if you wear loose-fitting styles. Yep. If you wear looser boxers, you can actually go three days yeah. as opposed to two. I think that's disgusting. I can't. No, I agree. Well, it, it all depends on your schedule. We yeah. Are, we are home at 11 a.m. I'm not wearing the same. I change as soon as I get home. I do, too. I change in a, a T-shirt and shorts. So, like, and sometimes I wear shorts with, with without boxers. Ooh. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's the point? Wow. It's just another Provocative layer radio here. of interference. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah. all right, so I'm going to have underwear on from 4.30 to 10.30. I'm sitting in a chair. Talking about sports. I don't have to change the underwear for tomorrow for that same six-hour time period. If I go home and change and don't do anything the rest of the day. If we're on a nine to five, I feel like it has to be changed every day. I would I every would, day, I yeah. would think, you know, from waking up to getting home and all of that. But we have short technical work hours. So that's how I approach it. Right. It's uh you know, if you're not sweating a lot, uh 47%. Oh, I, this stunned me. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say it stunned me, but 47% uh, said they would never wear underwear for more than one day at a time. That seems low. 47% they'd never wear underwear for more than one day at a time? Okay. Seems low. You would think it would be higher, right? Yeah. I would think, although I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd definitely like to revisit Ryan's rankings of who's the cleanest one here now. I'd like to circle back on that one. I guarantee you if we go and smell everyone's laundry pile... Yours is the dirtiest. No chance. And that's oh. what Ryan said, that you're the dirtiest on the show. No chance. Oh, I'm dirty, but not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I stand uh, on business. What's the last Twin. cereal you've eaten? Last night. GMG. Uh, or Actually, yesterday afternoon. But. 36% of Gen Zers admit they would sometimes wear the same underwear for 24 plus hours. The longest period among all the age categories surveyed. Uh, you know, men get jock itch. Got to be careful of that one. So change that underwear, boys and girls. Please. Um, what's that? Please. 
Please. Tolo Robert in the cut means in the hood. I'm in Oak Cliff in the hood in the cut. Chilling in the cut. So everyone, Mike, Mike, Tolo, uh, mechanic Mike, every day, no expectations. Day. Y'all, stop Ski. texting me this. I don't <laughs> care. On God? Stop. On God. Stop. <laughs> God. We got to sneak one in every segment yes! now. Just, just here and there. Oh Would you ever bring one of your parents to a job interview? Uh, no. No. Absolutely not. I mean, I can only bring one. Oh, why is that? Bobby. <laughs> on Bobby, God. Bobby, Bobby. Uh, Peyton could just zoom them on it. <laughs> They're in the background sitting there in the fireplace. A thousand employers were surveyed in this poll conducted and found that nearly 20% of recent college graduates no. brought a parent with them to their job interview. No. One it's not true. in five brought a parent to a job interview. Like to sit in on the interview or like drop them off and waited right. for them? Uh, sat in either in the lobby or in the uh, actual interview room with them. Who did this study? Because this website is getting banned. We're not going to bring up any more articles from this. One employer on this truckwreck.com text line, one employer or, or potential employee, Tell me whether someone brought their parents to the job interview or whether you took your parents. You won't see one. And and what was the job interview and what was the reason? One. I don't believe it. 20%? Yeah, it's for like Newsweek. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's, it's not like anything. I remember them. <laughs> uh, it's one like is, the, uh, the, the MPT of magazines, I yeah, think. Yeah, right. Uh, 20% say uh, recent college graduates are unprepared and unprofessional. 53% said they struggle with eye contact. 50% asked for unreasonable compensation. 47% don't dress appropriately. And 21% refuse to turn their cameras on for virtual interviews. What? They don't like the way they look. They're self-conscious. <laughs> I, was re- I was reading this thing. Uh, I, I don't know what war it is, but we're going to get our ass kicked in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading a study the other day that said that a majority of young mask wearers aren't wearing it for any protection. Style? From, no, it's for their self-conscious about their looks. Oh. They cover their face up. Which, the I bu- mean. But a face. If, you're, if you were a, uh, you know, like, if, I, I imagine, I know Sarah said, like, when she was wearing a mask, like, she had to put as much makeup on as right. normal. It's like, you know, it's it, much, much easier. I understand that. Did you run into that problem with the mask? With the mask? Yeah. No, I didn't. I did not run into that problem. He wore it. Don't, don't I get, did wear it. Don't except get at the firehouse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to take it off. It was like. You couldn't breathe. I, I couldn't breathe with the actual mask on. Uh, 61% say that uh, recent college graduates are frequently late to work. 59% miss deadlines. 53% are late to staff meetings. They lack professionalism. They don't respond well to constructive feedback. Have poor communication skills. Has one person hey, said? Hey, eight one seven. As a director for fifteen years, it's last year alone. I had at least three to four interviews where someone's parent was on the interview. What? That's what they're saying. Somebody else like says a psych- psychology thing. Like they're trying to put pressure on the interviewers. I, I, do I don't you, know. Do you I think it sounds weird? I do. So you yeah. are the honest one. Do you think that sounds weird? Does Ryan yes. think it sounds weird? I, I would hope so. Yeah, he says yes. Okay, so I'm eight one seven. I'm a corporate recruiter, and if you bring your parent to an interview, you're not getting the job. Shows no confidence. Wow. It's a total lack of I'm confidence. shocked. I'm stunned, too. Um, and then people are saying that because of this, if you're an older employee, they're uh, they're adding more benefits. They're paying you higher salaries. 
and they're allowing you to work in a hybrid environment just to avoid hiring younger people. 425 says they're an HR manager, and they say this happens at least four times a week. Oh, my God. I'm, I can't. I'm, I cannot believe. <laughs> and how many? I wonder what the hiring rate is. I wonder what the hiring rate is for that. It's got to I, I would. I would imagine it's pretty low. Yeah, I would uh, hope so. Yeah. You need your little mommy and daddy sitting there with you, holding your hand, <laughs> connected to your umbilical cord. That's what my wife is going to do with Ollie. She'll, she'll probably show up to his thing. I had a big talk Does with her. Did she baby him? Oh! I had a huge talk with her yesterday. I said, you got you to gotta stop. It, you have to draw a line. Because her line is always, I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear him cry. And I was like, you have to stop this. The Miho crap. Talking tough You're now. You're making him so soft. Talking tough now. Few few years from now, with the little girl, you're going to be getting the same talk back from Amanda. Uh, and then one more thing, real quick, Sean, different story. Then I'll uh, play my Keith Oberman, <laughs> Adrian Peterson topic. Worst worst person <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Apple is off to their worst start in. Oh, I don't want to hear this. History it's my, it's of the my company. whole inheritance. The history of the company. They have the worst start. Why? There's an because anti- they make inferior products. Why would you read well, this no. in front of Bobby? Hang on, this is going to help Bobby. They're there's an antitrust suit against them that they're... Um, you should have done the Lululemon story, how they don't want fat people going to their store. <laughs> <laughs> we got Friday, junk drawer. We can do that for the junk drawer. Uh, they're stifling competition by having iMessage and not allowing kids... I mean, kids refuse to get green bubbles. So the antitrust suit is that Apple's going to have to get rid of that. That's the suit, is that they either get rid of it or they allow Google platform onto the iMessage system which is going to completely change the game. Now you can get any phone you want, and you would have the same access to Blue Bubble. For, for all of the the shots I take at Apple and everything else, can we at least all, as reasonable people here, agree that the whole green bubble thing is stupid? That that is like a cultural, like, well, you, you can't have those green bubbles in there. My I don't God. even know what it means still. I have no idea what you're talking like about. Like, your messages are blue when you're texting an iPhone. If you start texting me, they're green. And people just don't like the green. They don't, it doesn't look uniform with all their other textures. It doesn't messages. look uniform. It's and bothered by it? No, it's stupid that people are bothered by it. It does not bother me. It bothers the Apple users. Right. It doesn't bother the Android users. They don't care. It's no different for them. It's not nope. sexy. Um, I guess. And now that yeah. they've used the RCS. Oh, sorry. Ski-yi. Ski-yi. Now that they've used the RCS, it's, uh, you, know, you could send videos better. But prior to that, it was terrible for you get those little thumbnails he covered mike mccarthy for years he will cover sunday for espn packers beat reporter rob damoski previews the playoff game next this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.